Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I am your lovely host Leslie Sullivan. And today is episode 57, and we're going to take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 7 and 8, and I'm reading from the Phillips version. I don't think I've ever read from this version before, so this should be fun. It says, "Love knows no limit to its endurance, no end to its trust, no fading of its hope. It can outlast anything. Love never fails." I love this. The first thing that got my attention is love knows no limit. I love that, especially no limit. I think one of our biggest problems as Christian believers is that we put limits on God. Because we think that we are limited. And the reason why we think we're limited is because our bodies are temporary. Meaning we are mortal, we are not immortal. We are not going to live forever in the, in the in the human body that we have, our flesh and blood. Now our spirit, our soul is immortal, it is eternal. But we tend to look at things in the black and white, yes and no, natural kind of world because that's the kind of world we live in. But we forget that we serve a supernatural God and with God there is no limit. There is no limit to his power, his authority, his blessing, his love, his endurance, his kindness and his mercy. There is no limit to God. Unfortunately, sometimes we put limits on God because our human understanding gets in the way. And sometimes that human understanding is limited. Sometimes it's jaded, and sometimes it's just flat out ignorant. I mean, I've met some ignorant Christians over the years that they they just don't get it. And some of them think they get it, but they don't. And it's really sad because they they think that being a Christian means that you should be poor. Well, nowhere in the Bible does God say you should be poor. I mean, if we serve a no-limit God, why would you limit yourself? That makes no sense to me. It goes on to say love knows no limit to its endurance. I love the word endurance because I used to run cross country when I was younger. And what really took me aback about this verse was that love actually has endurance. I never knew that about love. I wasn't raised to think of love that way. You know, Love in my life has always been pretty much temporary and fickle. So I've learned from our heavenly Father and from his holy word that that wasn't the right kind of love. Because if you have the right kind of love, love will not know a limit. It will have endurance. it will see you through to the end of time that's how true love is and i don't mean true love as a romantic i mean the trueness of love is what i'm referring to it goes on to say love knows no limit to its endurance no end to its trust let me ask you this do you trust god do you trust him with everything that's in your heart do you trust god with everything that's in your mind everything that you think of Do you trust God with everything that you say? You know, for the longest time I did not trust God, and my relationship with him was really weak because of that. I didn't know that I could trust God for the longest time. I I just wasn't raised that way. 
So I basically had to undo the layers of false indoctrination and really focus on the goodness of God and the truth of his word. That's another thing, the truth of his word. And believe that I am worthy of his love and I can trust God with anything and everything. So I encourage you, trust God always and forever. Goes on to say, love knows no limit to its endurance. No end to its trust, no fading of its hope. That got my attention because I can think back to times in my life where I felt like I had no hope and I felt like whatever situation I was in, it may have started out good, but it was fading. You know, sometimes we need to ignore those feelings. Because with God all things are possible. We know right here from this verse there is no limit to God and his love for us. So being that there is no limit, our hope should not be fading. So if your hope is fading, that's a big sign that that something's going on in your heart, in your soul, and you need to reprogram your mind. You need to dive into the word of God. Because that's where you're going to find your hope. Goes on to say, it can outlast anything. Love never fails. I love this that says it can outlast anything. I find that really interesting that something that we can't buy, something that we can't touch, something that we can't mass produce will outlast anything. That can only come from God. I mean just think about all the products that are sold at the store and their their shelf life really. And then think about, you know, some of the goods that we make that are made out of such strong plastic that it basically will never be broken down within like 500 or 1000 years, which I personally think we should be making plastics like that, but what I'm trying to say is that love outlasts all of that. Did you know that God's love will outlast this planet? When this world comes to a close, to an end, this this world, God's love will still be there because his love will never fail. Like I don't think it's doomsday right now. I really do not. I don't think it's end times per se because none of us know when that's going to happen, so I say, why worry about that? I'm not saying you'll do whatever you want, do whatever you feel like doing. I'm saying don't wake up fearing that you know the world is coming to an end. Cuz someday it will come to an end. But the thing that we can always put our hope and our faith in is the love of Jesus Christ and our heavenly Father. You know, let's say for example the world does come to an end. Let's say Jesus comes back and life as we know it on this planet it's it's done and over with why would we fear that i know i'm going to heaven for the longest time i wasn't sure where i was going to go for the longest time and that was because i was raised that god hated me so i was like well if he hates me i know that he hates sin and if he hates sin and he hates me 
then I know I'll be in hell. So I'm just kind of like, I didn't really know why I should even bother worshiping him. But what I didn't know was that the doctrine I was raised in was wrong. God does hate sin, but he doesn't hate me. He loves me. So even when this world comes to a close, I know that I'm going to heaven and I will see Jesus. And I will see all of those that came before me. All my ancestors going all the way back to Abraham and Sarah. I will see them and I want to give them the biggest hug ever. You know, the more I read the Bible, the more I look forward to going to heaven. I can't explain it, but I used to never think of heaven that way. But heaven to me, this may sound strange for those that don't believe in heaven or maybe you're atheist or agnostic, but the more I read God's holy word, the more I don't fear death. The more I think about heaven, the more I realize I'm going to be around some really good people, really kind people. even people that I've never met but I read about from times past I just think how neat it will be to to give Abraham and Sarah a hug you know to give Joshua a big hug and ask him about the battles he went through and how he led the Israelites into the promised land you know and then and, and then get to meet Moses he led the Israelites out of Egypt I mean, just think about all the people we will get to meet that went before us that stood the test of time they believed in God they were human just like you and just like me they had their flaws but they made it you know what i mean they made it they didn't give up I think that is such a true testament to how good God is that that this many people believed in God all these years and now they're in heaven waiting to meet us basically at the pearly gate. I do think that we should live as long as possible. We should live a long, wonderful, prosperous life, a blessed life because that's God's promise to us. And what a wonderful promise that is. I just think that when it comes to understanding God's love, sometimes we miss the mark in understanding that God's love is eternal. It's not fake. It's not temporary. It's eternal. It's forever. You know, out of love God created us. Out of love God created the entire planet. He created the, the solar system and even solar systems that we haven't found yet. That we haven't even, we haven't even seen yet. I mean, just think about all the planets that are out there. Like things, you know, planets that we don't even know of. God created all of that for us so that we would have a place to live, a place to call home before we go home. to heaven. That is the love of our heavenly father. 
That is eternal love. That is everlasting love. That is technically true love. That's where we should be getting our joy. We should be getting our joy from the love of the heavenly Father for us. So if ever you are feeling unloved, that is the perfect moment to think about Jesus. And just say, "Jesus, I love you." Wrap your arms around me. I love you. You know, there are times that I have felt very uncertain in my life, and I've I've just I don't know how to describe. It, but I just kind of felt hopeless, even though I knew I wasn't hopeless. I felt hopeless. I just cried out to God. I said, "Heavenly Father, hold me. I'm really scared. Help me. Just hold me in your arms. I know it's going to be all right. I just need to feel your presence. I just need to feel your arms around me." There's nothing better or truer or more lovely than the presence of your heavenly father comforting you. God is always there for us, always. He's not some distant, wrathful God. He's a wonderful, close God that loves us very much. wants us to have a good life every day of our life. So I encourage you, if you're having a tough life right now, as I've said before, you need to make a list of everything that is bothering you, everything that is hurting you, everything that has ever hurt you, whether it's a person, place or thing or just an emotion, whatever the case may be, or situation, make a list. And take that up in prayer with God and just go through it line by line, item by item, you know, just like an accountant would. and give God a chance to talk to you about each and every single thing and just know that when you take that up in prayer it's no longer on your plate anymore it's no longer on your back you're no longer burdened with it you are blessed with healing you're blessed with the blessing of God don't let anything hinder you cuz right here we know love knows no limit When you think of God, just think no limit. Our God is endless. His possibilities are endless. His love is endless. That's what it means to have no limits. You know how like when you're driving on the highway and it says speed limit 65 miles an hour? That is a speed limit to keep us safe, right? But think about the speed of light. Think about how powerful our heavenly Father is. See, we put limits on ourselves. I think first of all to protect us, like for example, you should not be driving 110 down a, a winding road, you know, if it has curves and things like that. You know, unless you're on the autobahn, you should be not be doing 110. But I think another reason why we put limits on ourselves in terms of on our lives is because we don't believe that there is another possibility. We don't believe in new beginnings. In terms of our lives, you know, if our life is like a car, 
we need to take the speed limits off of God. We need to give God a chance to press the accelerator in our life. Because it's our fear, our doubt and our worry that is pumping the brake. If God be for you, who dare be against you? God is saying, you know, this horizon is there for you, go for it. There's a new frontier, go for it. Just go for it. But you see, we get programmed from the moment we're born to doubt. Whether it's intentional or non-intentional doesn't matter. Doubt will destroy any future. It will destroy anything and everything. Its tentacles are long and destructive. So focus on God. Take the limits off of God. Give him a chance to love you. He loves you so much. You know, one of my favorite holidays is Valentine's Day. And one of the things that I've always loved about Valentine's Day, even though there are times I felt very distant from God, it always warmed my heart to see a Valentine's Day heart because I felt close to God even as a child. And that may sound corny, it may sound it may sound simple and childish, but you know, I'm 38 years old and I still feel special on Valentine's Day when I think about God. Because I I've always thought about how much he loves me even though there were times you know I thought he hated me and I believed it. It there was something about Valentine's Day is like you know if this is a holiday that we celebrate love then just this one day out of the year I'm going to choose that God loves me and doesn't hate me. See because I was longing for love. I was longing for acceptance. I I was longing for It's more than acceptance. It's I don't know, compassion just to to feel whole again because for the longest time I felt empty because I didn't have the love of my heavenly father on the inside of me. All I had was brokenness. And here's the thing. You know, when you have a broken heart, you 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 know that your heart is not complete if that makes sense and my heart was shattered and i spent years trying to repair my own heart and let me tell you this you can't repair your own heart you need to give your heart to god and the way that you do that is you give your life to christ you ask jesus to come dwell in your heart and give god a chance to, to mend your soul to mend your heart because that's the only way it's going to happen I tried every other way to repair my broken heart, to repair my sad soul. I couldn't do it in the human, in the human way, in the natural way. I just there was nothing there. I tried everything, self-help books, watching funny shows all the time, being around super happy peppy people which drove me nuts cuz I'm not a cheerleader type. I'm more down to earth, calm, introvert. That's who I am. I'm not peppy. So, when I stopped when I stopped trying to force myself to be something that I'm not and I just gave my life to Christ and I just said, "Lord, here I am. Help me. I I know I'm not where I need to be, but I know you can get me where you want me to be. Help me." 
when I gave my life to Christ and in that manner, it took a burden off of me. I literally felt the shackles of time fall off my body. And I felt the exact same thing when I rededicated my life to Christ when I got baptized, when I got rebaptized. I felt all this dread, all this misery, all this fear, all this muck just literally fall off my body the moment I went down to the water and I was raised back up. I was a new woman. I was a new person. I was a new creature. I, I, I knew I was brand new because I drew a line in the sand. I said, I've had enough. I choose the goodness of God. I choose God's grace. I choose his mercy. I choose I choose God's way of living. I can't do this on my own anymore. And that's not that's not weakness, that's actually wisdom. That's not being inferior. That's giving God a chance to pull you up out of the pit. Because God loves his children. He doesn't want his cho- children to suffer and he knew I was suffering. He did not want me to suffer. He did not orchestrate that. He did not want that. There are things that we have to do on our side. There are things that we have to do because we have free will. We have choice. We have things that we need to do on our side in order to complement the equation that we have with God, if that makes sense. We have a responsibility to be his children. We have a responsibility to believe in him. And I can speak from personal experience that all God ever did was hold his arms out to me. and welcome me home that's all he ever did he never turned me away he never spoke harshly to me he never set me up for failure all he ever did was say i love you come home daughter come home i'll help you i'll help you with anything and everything i'll help you with things that you never even thought you needed help with That is the love of our heavenly father. That's what it means when it says love knows no limit to its endurance. No end to its trust. No fading of its hope. It can outlast anything. Love never fails. Our heavenly father never fails us. It's our doubt and our worry and our fears that cause us to fail. It's not our heavenly father. So I encourage you, turn over a new leaf, give your life to Christ, draw that line in the sand, get baptized, do great things with your life. God's waiting for you. The invitation is there. Go to him. He loves you all the days of your life. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
the small and fragile sphere Hang on every word, yet no one hears us speak So it's only left to ask Exchange to quite a task From the smallest depths, waves transform the earth world.